Welcome to the Jim Ziegler Podcast. Tune in for record-setting sales, management, and marketing training for automotive professionals. Here's your host, the Alpha Dog, Jim Ziegler. Hi, this is Jim Ziegler, the Alpha Dog, and we've got one exciting program for you today. The 100th episode of The Dog Pound. That's insane. <laughs> And we've got the full, the full dog pound crew here, including April, who's got some technical issues, but April's coming on just a second. And starting out, we don't have a title for you, Jason. Call me Jay Wizzy. The bear the oh, Baron no, of Logic. I think is Jay Breezy. We can't call you that. Pretty close. The bear <laughs> the Baron of Logic. <laughs> Jason Harris. Hi, Jason. How you doing? Strategy with Jason. Doing good, Jim. Doing good. Number 100. That's Number awesome. 100. It's like my marriage. They said it would never last. <laughs> and look what we proved, proved them wrong. Not long as you and Miss Debbie, but I don't pay attention to those people. Been with that woman. Best one, best one. She's a godsend. Best one so far. She's she's a saint, is what she is. She <laughs> is a saint. Oh, Not just my, because she's married to you. Wife. She just I'm really guilty. is a saint. I'm guilty. I love my wife. I'm sorry. Uh, I love your wife too. That's not, that that's not fashionable today, but I I do love my wife dearly. You know what the heck? You know, it's really woke of you. Very woke. Of you. <laughs> there we go. I'll start. Over. Very unwoke. Shenanigans day. Yep. Okay. Oh, and the mad Russian, direct from Spain, <laughs> Max Zanin. I mean, show number one hundred. I feel like the original member of the Rolling Stones. Well, we are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're Bill Wyman. Right. <laughs> That's right. Or Mick Taylor, you know. Oh, no, Mick Taylor wasn't original. He was in the 70s. Right, right. So Mick, Mick Taylor was uh, Brian Jones' replacement. Yeah, so, you know, I feel special. You know, you got to remember I'm a DJ now. I, I know all this stuff. I, right. I played that stuff when it was live, live, live performing groups. <laughs> and Basically, Max, if you're going to throw an analogy, at least be correct. <laughs> Right, right, right. Way to just kick that right off, April. (laughs) (laughs) Jennifer, Jennifer, tell them your title. Uh, My title is the uh, Empress of Executive Management. Empress of Executive Management, Miss Jennifer Briggs herself. How are you doing, kid? I am doing fantastic. Uh, Finally getting this wonderful new office unpacked and settled in and excited to get into the swing of things up here in Michigan. I actually got, I was at Bobby's house earlier today. It was great. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you, you could go visit with Bobby anytime. I mean, I oh, it's amazing. And Bobby having a hair day. I am having a hair day. I just chopped my hair off and I straightened it for the first time today. Never do that right before a show. But oh. I did wear sparklers in honor of the show, even though I didn't bring any. Jennifer said yeah. no fire in the house, and that seemed oh, like a legitimate are, rule you, to follow. You look like a disco ball. I love it. You know I love any reason to glitter. Are you kidding me? I will never stop loving to dress up. Okay. Oh, one of the original dog pounders. Um, matter of fact, of the of the five 
the six people on on the broadcast today, three are the original dog pounders. Mm-hmm. You know, going back to dog pound episode number one. I remember when you called me and said, hey, kid, I got this idea. And yeah. I was like, and look at us now. I can't believe it's been 100 episodes. I wanted to do an executive show. I wanted to do a show that was aimed at management and dealer principals, general managers, uh, sales managers. I wanted to do it because all the shows I was seeing on social media were aimed at at salespersons. Yeah. A great audience. Nothing, But, you know, a pretty crowded field. I I know that if I rounded up some executives like you guys, and we could talk with, uh, have subjects on the executive level. We we, we would get an audience. We got a huge audience. So we do, we do. And uh, uh, the the Duchess of Productivity. <laughs> oh, and Bob. By the way, Bobby Heron is the the queen of BDC. You know, just just to get, you didn't get, know. Now you know. Now you know. <laughs> The Duchess of Productivity, April Simmons, Horn Automotive Group. Hi, kid. Hey, hey, hey! I'm I'm with Bobby on sparkles. Like all things sparkle are, are important things. I always have to have my you know as much sparkle as I can actually have. I love sparkles, so I'm in on that. I support you. That episode that is something to be celebrated. I think you know we talk a lot in automotive about you know how hard it is to be consistent at anything. And so to hit 100 episodes, I think should be celebrated. So good job, Jim, and an original posse, and I'm glad to be a part of it. Well, you know, it's, it's kind of funny because we, we we had a different format. You know, one of the mm-hmm. things that, that I'm big on is no foul language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and, and you, know, you, you know, I, I can be a little trash mouth when I'm off the air, but on the air, you know, uh, we're we, no foul language, um, no no politics. You know, we we definitely pineapple on politics. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, we 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 got some pretty conservative uh, in the in the, in the panel, and we got some flaming liberals on the panel. So <laughs> <laughs> we we have to we have to balance this thing. You know, we're all friends, but uh, what the heck? <clears throat> I want to take us down memory lane for a second, if you don't mind. Oh, I love that. Oh, I'm wild. just keeping keeping busy hanging out here in in the Midwest in uh, Indianapolis. So you're, you're you're consulting with a lot of groups right now, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm primarily focused on uh, operations. So I work with GMs, dealer principals, directors of operations, looking at uh, from a top-down perspective. I know that a lot of folks focus on training with the actual sales teams or BDC teams. Episode number one, May 4th, 2021. I was having a good hair day that day. You really were. <laughs> that looks great. So was I. Now, the original dog pound was was Max Zanon, Bobby Heron, Dave O'Brien from Quantum Five was in the original dog pound. He he stayed with us for about six months, and that then he had, his business was just overwhelming. He he moved on. Uh, Elise Kephart was one of the original dog pounders, and Patrick O'Brien couldn't get his technology to work that day. 
<laughs> Shocker. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Patrick O'Brien couldn't get technology to work, but um, it was kind of interesting watching the, the crew here. And follow these steps and do this. And we've got BDC salespeople and service advisors standing at the dealership going, yeah, that all sounds really cool, but how in the heck do you want me to build trust and credibility via an email, via a phone call? How? Teach Let's see what this, this does. Oh, we got a little lag there. Hang on a second. Oh, it's catching up. That means it was a hot tidbit, tidbit that he was it sharing. Was. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm not going to stay on this one very much longer because we've got another one. Then we, we go all the way to episode number 50. And episode number 50, kind of interesting. Halfway through. There she is. Yay. <laughs> Hang on. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jim Ziegler, the Alpha Dog, and this is the Dog Pound. <laughs> Oh, uh, we've got a great panel of our, our mischief makers today. Uh, one of the chief new instigators in, in, in the dog pack is my friend, April Simmons. Hello, April. Hello, Dog Pound. How are we doing today? <laughs> you are the Dog Pound. Uh, you... I'm going to get feisty. I feel feisty today. <laughs> we tend to bring that out in people. <laughs> I have a tendency to draw that out, you know. And direct from New York. City, who says it ain't what it used to be, my friend Max Zanin. Hey, Max. Hey, Jim. Thank you for having me. And uh, I finally have uh, a buddy on the show who shares my views. That's right. Welcome, what? April. What? We can have two curmudgeons on the same show. And <laughs> one of the most brilliant women in the automotive universe, my friend April Briggs. Oh, April. <laughs> we know I don't share you like that, okay? She has been a general manager. She has been a clerk. She has been a get-ready technician. She's done every job in a dealership. And one of the premier general managers in the country, Berkshire Hathaway, Texas. Okay, I'm going to leave it at that. At that but um, <laughs> just to show point. you. Just to show you um, what we've done, um, one more, one more. <clears throat> we we arrived at such a status in the industry, and I was saying we wanted to reach executive managers. We wanted to, to move up. We wanted to have an image for the show that other shows did not have. And one, one thing we did that I thought was kind of cool, here it comes. We had Mike Stanton, the president of the NADA. They're, or they're on the path because yeah. that is right around the corner. There are a lot of great, a lot of great vendors out there that will help dealerships uh, do exactly what they need to do. Safeguards so, rule. Yeah, so that's, I mean, Safeguards has been around for a long time, but the dealers have got kind of tripped up in, I've heard the, 
of course, we, we, we brought Mike Stanton on, and, of course, Bobby uh, immediately attacked him. <laughs> That's a stretch. Instead, I like to say I have a good question. We had, the, we, had the, we had the Florida Dealers Association on last week, and Max attacked him. So, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? If you can't handle me, you can't handle Congress. So I was going to say, I really don't think anyone expects us to be a non-controversial group. That's a fact. No, And they no, still no, keep no, coming no. on. <laughs> they still keep coming on. And coming in, uh, it sounds Jason, like some people will Jason, never be back. Jason, Jason, <laughs> Harris, Jason Harris. Yes, sir. Now that you're a member of the Dog Pound, you're officially um, on board. What is the most memorable thing that that goes back to that struck you about the the Dog Pound? What most what memorable? I like the diversity of, of the group, you know, um, we, we go into this all as friends, uh, knowing that we're not necessarily going to agree on, on everything, but uh, we're, we're able to kind of maintain a level of professional disagreement. Um, but, but, but still, you know, to April's word, get feisty. Um, when it comes to topics that we're passionate about, it's, it's rare to be in a place where everyone's passion is 100% acceptable. So it's definitely been very, very cool and excited to, 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 to be on this. 100 is amazing. I've, you know, uh, Jim, I've done a little over 700 podcasts and this is the one that I look forward to um, every week. You know, I was just getting into this. People are like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm going to go do my favorite thing. It's Tuesday. It's 2 p.m. I got to go do my favorite thing. I got to go do the dog pound. <laughs> Fun. Yeah, we 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 are absolutely we we've been been through some panelists. Um, like I said, we Elise Kephart was with us for a while. Dave O'Brien was with us for a while, and Patrick O'Brien. I don't think the father and son are they knew it. <laughs> uh, who who else was a regular dog pounder? Was there anybody else? I don't think so. I know. And Patrick wasn't on very often because he, like you said, he had those technology difficulties. But other than, other than April and and you know Jason being fantastic additions, maybe I don't recall. I, I don't. It's I don't funny because it just feels like it's right. So it just feels like it's what it always was. I, that sounds crazy, but it's just true. You just, you know, not to use object placement permanence on people, but it happens. <laughs> <laughs> Max, Max Zanin, what is your most memorable experience as a member of the dog pound? I don't know. The amount of time I was able to administer abuse on innocent people <laughs> is absolutely incredible. And the fact that the majority of them cannot come back from it. <laughs> Are we watching the same show, Max? He's not at all a fetus, folks. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> our inside jokes are the best the things that people don't even uh pick up on because they're just funny that we talk about uh, lots of people don't know that we stay on after the show and have fun conversations afterwards and and in between weeks and we have some really great inside jokes i mean the secret's out with pineapple but it didn't used to be <laughs> so no 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 no, no. <laughs> we, we we've had this show has, has leaked some controversy up we've had some people we very angry with us. Um, uh, <laughs> They're April, welcome to come on. 
Yeah. If we fired up, let's get him an invite. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what I tell every management team that I train. You can challenge anything that we say at any time, at any given time, because either you're going to change my mind or I'm going to change yours. So if you don't like what we say, come on the show and let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's an open forum. That's for darn sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, Stan share in the sidebar. Happy one hundred. Yeah. Stan the man. Okay. Oh, look at that. Okay. Um, April Simmons, you came in on the 50th show. That's amazing that you, you came in yeah. right about, you know, right in the middle of our tenure here. What what attracted you to the dog pound? What what is your fondest memory? What what episode uh, struck you? I mean, there's multiple episodes because because like Jason said, it is like one of the the parts of the week that I really look forward to. And what drew like drew me in is it was one of the ones for the first 50 episodes. I would go home at night on Tuesday night and watch the replay. I very rarely did catch it live because you know you're busy at work and, and you're running gunning. But I was one I would always go home and comment on and, and watch because so many things would resonate with me because there wasn't anything out there at the executive level. There was always things where people have their shows and they talk very specifically in a lane. I liked that we covered what was happening now, what was going on, what are really on people's brains at a higher level of management. And as crazy as this is, my favorite part of the show is getting to vent every week because I don't have people to vent to. I don't have you know, people, I can't, I can't go. Oh, oh we, we can definitely. Vent up. So I'm like, let's just vent on an open forum to the world. And it's fabulous. You know, when I started writing for dealer magazine, I would, I had been previously a writer for auto age magazine and wards dealer business. And I, I, I wrote for a couple of the, the publications, but as, as I started writing in 1986, so then I went to Mike Roscoe had, had formed Dealer Magazine mm-hmm. and I was a columnist in the second issue. Oh man, Roscoe. I was the I was the keynote speaker at, at the second digital dealer in Nashville. So and and I spoke at several digital dealers, but one thing that I've trademarked was being able to say things that dealers are not able to say themselves. That became what made Jim Ziegler famous in the industry is that I've, I've, I am totally unfiltered. So the, the dog pound is pretty unfiltered, I think. I think we I'd will- say so. Yeah, I think you did a great <laughs> job of selecting that because even during my time as an executive in the dealerships, you know, not being the one who was directly tied to the franchise agreement, I always said, exactly what needed to be said even if my dealer principal couldn't say those things um and and i you know one thing that is is not lacking uh like everyone else has already mentioned to is the passion of everybody on here Mm -hmm. and it is amazing and and i love that you said that april because i think that's huge and i i think back to like this is going to make me feel like super duper old, but like (laughs) when Bobby and I first became friends, because those of you who know for the first parts of our careers, we were competitors. We were not friends, Um, not friends at all. She had to be relocated. (laughs) 
facts. You know, I do what I do. So, uh, but it was amazing that I could pick up the phone and I could call her. And I remember that level coming back from a conference because broadcasts like this were not as prevalent back then. I mean, you had you had your magazines that you would get, whether it was Automotive yeah. News or Dealer Refresh or Dealer Success or Dealer Automotive Snooze. Automotive Snooze is, is they are never going to go to the depths. No. Attacking that if did. I see one more article talking about how good the agency model is, I might cancel my subscription. <laughs> but but what April's to April's point is that you don't have anybody when you're in that management level and executive level in the dealerships, you don't have sounding boards. Bobby and I yeah. were so lucky. Um, that I yeah. was relocated out of her market. So we could have that. And I remember coming back from a digital dealer, which I know a lot of people are getting ready to go right now. I can remember being so frustrated after being back in the store that first week. And, mm -hmm. and the mm -hmm. reason was, and I remember calling her and she was like, Jennifer, you've just spent five days with some of the smartest people in the industry brainstorming and trading ideas, of course, you're going to feel like you want to bang your head against the wall when you get back into the store. Mm -hmm. And I love that we give somebody a little taste of that every single week. Thank you. 100%. for Jim. One thing I found out was the power of social media. When, when I felt, and this was my opinion, people, my opinion, <laughs> my opinion, that's some legal shit. Okay. My opinion was, that true car was abusing the dealers. My opinion was that true car was definitely overreaching. So I went to social media and I put up a blog. I was also writing for the magazine. And I put up a blog that had 178,000 replies. And the president of true car flew to Atlanta and begged me to back off. <laughs> I mean, and, and I started to realize, hey, social, I remember that social media can definitely change the course of any part of the industry. Mm -hmm. We we make a difference. And I'll tell you what, we have made difference on the dog pound with major manufacturer decisions. I know that for a fact. Maybe they should watch a little closer. We can make a few more. Well, believe me, believe me, believe me. It's a good right thing none now, of us are trying to own a franchise, people. Believe me, right now, Jim Farley is from well, that one. box popcorn watching this show. <laughs> you know what? I love that. We're not going to talk about you this episode, Jim. I love that, though. I, I hope that he is. And I know that we know from viewership that he is. And I hope that they all are because I like to believe that we all have such a varying opinion on different things. But we actually talk about what we hear from other people, what we see in the industry, our opinions versus what we read from all these different sources and what we're made aware of. And what a good way to kind of get an inside scoop, right? Like Jennifer said, I mean, I met Max through the show. I met April through the show. We just, we all went to NADA, Max, who does not go to conferences. And we all met up for like a half an hour in the craziness, busyness of it. So we could take some selfies together and hang out. But we have real friendships. We have real remember, friendships. Do you remember how we met Bobby? Well, we officially met at Battle Plan, I think, but we met at NADA. Was it NADA or Digital Dealer? Well, it was it a was, couple of years before, but I we met officially you, met I then. met you at, at actually the NADA convention when I was speaking. Yes. You yes, walked that's up where we after were. my speech and, you, and I was doing a 
a seminar on legal compliance that year. You know, from a layman's point of view, I, I did a seminar on legal compliance that was in New Orleans. Ah, uh, the year we got frozen. And then, then I saw you and Jennifer together at Internet Battle Plan uh, Detroit at the yep. MGM. Yes. The MGM Grand. Yep. And. I want to that was our debut you. together also, by the way, was that was. Better battle plan. Was that when you yeah. actually met each other? No. Well, no, that was our debut as the dynamic duo is what I was saying. We both oh, had yeah. our, our teams at the conference. I had my yep. whole team, almost uh, my whole internet sales management team because we had about 30 on our team at Feldman. And then Bobby had a bunch of her folks from Garber there too. Yeah, so, my GMs. I was, uh, yeah. Operations at the time. When so I, I, first, I think I had when I first met Max Zan and I didn't like him. <laughs> that does that surprises me because he's a really likable fellow. You know, yeah, he radiates good. charisma. Yeah. You I just thought, want to hug him right in the I, beginning. I, I, hug him. Matter of fact, my my good friend Ken Rosenfield, who's been on the show, he said, "Why don't you get Max Zan on?" I said, "I don't like him." <laughs> <laughs> that is shocking because the first time you told me about Max, you had wonderful things yeah. to say about him. Same. Well, I, I come to find out he he's not as bad as he looks. But let's be honest. <laughs> well, Jan, we also had to sell him because we used to vote people off the island and on the island before anybody could get on. There were several contestants to join the show that got knocked out. <laughs> round I to kick people two. off the show. I mean, I have canceled them. I, I got the control switch. People say, why do you always lean to this direction? Because I'm controlling the mouse. It's like the drop door that opens. I'm controlling the mouse. I got control of the, of the show. I mean, I, I could turn people's microphones off and things. But I've turned Bobby's microphone off. She had to hold up signs. Yeah, I'm not messing around. I will hold up a sign. I am not scared. But, you know, it's funny because we we all are all wildly different. And even in the things that we do, I mean, we have some similar consistencies for sure, especially in our careers. But one thing that I love about the show is, you know, this is going to sound this is going to sound narcissistic. And I don't mean for it to because it's not me saying it. But so many times when I would go speak places and I would come mm -hmm. off stage, people wouldn't say anything to me. And I would have men and women come up to me later or in a group and go, I just, you know, I wasn't really ready to talk to you. And I'm like, I promise I'm not scary. I'm all about friends. I'm a hugger. I was hugged too much as a child. I love to collaborate and network and share. I don't see the people that I work with as competition across this country. Like it's cool. One of the things that the show consistently gave was the freedom for people to not feel that way. I get tons of calls, tons of conversations that are like, Hey, what do you think about this? Or, Hey, can you collaborate with me on this? And I'm not always right by any means. I learned as much from our audience as they learned from us, but I love that it did that. I never thought that should be a thing in the first place where it was a problem, but it was. And I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. I've always respected your right to be wrong. I know you do. And I appreciate that about you. You see, and I respect my right to be charming and talk people into things all the time. Now, when I first met Jason Harris, he had this, I've, I've talked to him online, but I went to digital dealer where I was uh, one of the keynote speakers. I was on the big stage this last year. And this guy's got a big ass boat. <laughs> Yes, it was a big I mean, a big boat. And I mean, he told me he was going to be broadcasting from a boat. I'm picturing, you know, a, a, a stingray boat, you know, just right where, you know. Well, that was the original idea. We were going to do a dinghy because I thought that'd be really funny to see people try to sit down in a little dinghy and like have a conversation. 
You do not lack creativity, my friend. Heck of a boat. I was absolutely astounded, Jason. Um, how many people interviewed you on that boat? That, that was a podcast. I think I did about 42 podcasts that weekend. Um, one after another, after another. And it was hot. It was hot. We were on, we were on the fly deck. So we're on the top deck. It's hot. Um, and like an idiot, I'm wearing like a, a wool vest and a tie like I normally do when I go to events. So like in between takes, uh, there was like this refrigerator next to me and I kept this like towel in there in the freezer. I just slapped this frozen towel on the top of my head um, in between takes so I could just stay cool through the whole time. <laughs> Did you say a wool vest in Tampa in the yeah. spring? It, I, will I be would die. bring it next weekend as well. So oh. <laughs> Oh, we need to get to a, a different blend, maybe a linen blend yes, that's a lot lighter. I'll tell you this. I've been meaning to ask you, Jason, what size shirt do you wear? Extra large. Extra large. Okay. Fantastic. April, how did you and I meet? Um, you know, we met the very first time, which was which is eons ago in like 2001 when I was in finance and you actually came and did a finance class. So obviously brief meeting. Um, but at some point I had I had commented on the dog pound and somebody you had mentioned something to somebody. And I think it was Barry Brodsky, I'm pretty sure, who said you need, you need to talk. To, you guys need to talk. And we chatted on the phone. You invited me to my first show um, and then we did a I think two other shows. And then finally you were like, here's an open link. Just come join us every week. And so, you know, the rest has been history. I I would happily be april briggs as a backup plan i love my husband she can she would always be i know you guys have your side chick already but i don't mind being a third i don't know what's wrong with you jim but i loved max day one i thought max i think max is almost always right so once a we have disagreed on a few things but for the most part i actually agree with max a lot you know, um, he got wiser as the show came on. He said, <laughs> he said to her a present. I feel like a present is involved here. No, no. He gave me a negative impression of Max. Maybe that's what it is. I, I love, I love Max, too, Max. so I get it. The first time I met Max, he was with Damian Bullard. It was a long time ago. A long time ago. And Damian said to me about Max, wouldn't he look good in a ball gag? <laughs> <laughs> I got a feeling he owns a couple. You know, he likes to beat people up when they get <laughs> Jim started it that time. Oh, Jim usually um, starts it. That's why we came up with Pineapple in the first place. Right. Even you though guys I are think, a bad influence. I think that probably of all of, of our, our dog pan panelists, I probably Max and I probably go back and forth the most, although <laughs> For like the last couple of months, it's been a little strange. How yeah, because Jennifer came, up, came around finally. You know? No, 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 no. Actually, you've come over to she my got, way. So let's woke. just establish that. <laughs> We're still fighting over the boy crush versus the woke thing with Farley. Right. We'll oh, figure yeah. it out. Flip a coin. But but I got to tell you guys, listen. Uh, I just read, right? Unrelated to what we're talking about. General Motors plans to end production of its electric Chevy Bolt models by the end of this year. Small victories, a, right, Max? It's a mega failure, and nothing makes me happier 
than reading this type of news. Well, I can't believe we didn't make it through one show without talking about EVs. I can't believe, I'm not shocked at all. (laughs) Not even like a little bit, kind of. (laughs) You know what I will tell you? Did you see where China has produced, and they're going to try to introduce it into the States, a $14,000 EV with 252-mile range? I mean, it must be heavily subsidized by the government. It's like everything yeah, well, else. We, we, got, we already have $14,000 EVs <laughs> in this country. We call them golf carts. Right? <laughs> I was going to say, did I miss that, Drew? Where did that stick? I need a golf cart. Actually, I'm glad you mentioned that. <clears throat> oh, I, will, I will tell everybody, though, if anybody's going to, and if anybody has ever has an opportunity to attend a party thrown by Jason Harris, I don't care where you're at or what you're doing, skip it. We have had such great times at Jason's parties at different events, specifically the last one that we rolled up to a concert that was the only event I wanted to go to for the entire thing outside of obviously of daily education and whatnot. But at night, it was like my go-to one. I was having such a good time that we rolled up to the concert and I didn't get off the bus. <laughs> like It was like two hours into the concert before I rolled off that bus, having the best time ever. Was there, al- was was there alcohol party. involved? Of it course was, there was, but was, I'll tell you this, it was beer that I didn't, it was beer that I didn't like, and I still stayed. So it was on point. We know and, how to me and Bobby actually met in Detroit. Mm-hmm. We yes. did. I think we did a podcast the first day we met, didn't we? We did. We did a podcast. I had a, I had a van back then and we did podcasts out of the van. <laughs> yep. I've done podcasts in a lot of weird places. I mean, where, where were we? We were either. Oh, I remember where we were. Yeah, we were at we were at a conference. We were at a Rockstar. Yeah, rock we were at Rockstar. What What do you yeah. think was the number one broadcast we did as far as uh, viewership, uh, Bobby? You You got the stats. That's an unfair guess. I mean, that's a, definitely an unfair guess. I shouldn't guess that one since I have access to all the stats. So well, anyway, somebody else guess. We We've had as many as twenty thousand with the replays, and that's mm-hmm. uh, when we broadcast this show. This show is on eight social channels. And you, you know, we're on Restream, which which I, I didn't realize Restream originally was Periscope. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that either. Yeah, it, it, uh, Periscope transitioned into Restream. Yeah, king of reinvention up here. You guys might not know this, but like for the listeners, but Jim's like a ninja at technology. He calls me up like, we're going to use Restream. This is awesome. Look what I've learned. I'm like, I haven't even heard of this yet. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> All the time. No, I don't know technology. I, I'm, I'm bad at yeah, it. that's what he wants everyone to think. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's secret. Notice he never has any issues with his video, his mic, his Wi-Fi, except for that one time he got struck by lightning during. Yeah, the that show. which was that's an act of God. That, that was cra- that, that was crazy. Call. That yeah, was crazy. I'm just an old, I'm just an old guy that you know. <laughs> I'd love to know what some of the viewers' favorite episodes have been or topics have been, so that we can focus on them in the future or. Or even what are what are how did we meet? Anytime we talk about the manufacturers, anytime we talk about a manufacturer overreach or abuse of the dealers, Hashtag side check right there. I'm a champion of the dealers, <laughs> and I have been for many years. That, uh, yeah, I, like I say, I'd be much richer if I was a, yeah. a criminal. And there, there's some criminal trainers training in the business right now. I mean. You know. That's why we all get along. That's our common core for every single one of us. Every Isn't single it? one of us defends a dealer, has been on the dealer side and defended, Yes, has awards for yeah. it. Yeah. 
you know, if I can, def I've defended the dealers when it was much to my professional detriment, you know, when, when it hurt me, like the me true too. car thing. I mean, the Federal Trade Commission came after me wholeheartedly about the true car. They say I organized a, a national boycott. Wow. You shared some truth. People, some people might think I did, but I don't know. You shared well, truth. You know what, though? But that wasn't the first time they screwed themselves over and lost two thirds of their dealer base. So, you know, I mean, exactly. But you are the so, same man who welcomed Carrie Wise onto the stage when she joined True Car. Oh, you are the same man that did that. You you have well, always been up after and True Car reformed. I mean, yeah. you got to see the progression. Uh, Scott Painter, yeah. the head of True Car, and, and and they they did some dumbass things. Uh, they published my mm -hmm. son's jail record on the blog. They actually had, I didn't know that. Yeah, they, I did. My son, my son was arrested. I think I found it and called my him. My son was arrested for drag racing, and they they actually published the, Jim Ziegler's son's a criminal. And I had my son come on. He was a kid. Video. <laughs> and said, look, I was a I was a 19-year-old kid. I was driving too fast. The police pulled me over. And so the, the, the dealers just rallied behind me. Everybody has a kid that does something like that. You know? Right. Yeah. I was a kid who did things like that sometimes. You rob a that. convenience store. Well, you, Bobby, you probably still do things like that. Oh, I absolutely do. 100%. That's why I opened we my own company so that nobody we can were, tell me what to do. Yeah, we were actually discussing making sure we allocated some bond money for an upcoming project we're working on. Oh, no, no, no. But it's anyway, necessary. Scott Painter, the head of True Car, flew to Atlanta. And he said, Jim, what do we need to do to put this thing to rest? He said, "You, you our, our, our dealers are all bailing out on us and we've attributed this to your your blog and I say, yeah, I, I kicked your ass. Yeah. Uh, anyway, 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 he said, what, so we, we sat there and Mike Timmons was with him and my wife, Debbie, we were at Papa Do's restaurant and I got this Californicator eating fried alligator tail, you know, this, you know, I've got this Californian eating fried alligator tail at, at Papa Do's and, and he, he said the most complimentary thing he could have said to me. He said, we considered buying you off, but we knew it couldn't be done. Right. Oh, Everybody what a done. great compliment. That you is know, a great and compliment. I said, well, how much were you considering? <laughs> 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 but anyway, you know, we, we redesigned True Car's program on the table. Where I felt it would be fair to consumers and mm -hmm. fair to the dealers. We actually yeah. redesigned the True Car program. Matter of fact, he flew back to Atlanta to show me some commercials they had rewritten to be sure I approved of them. <laughs> Can you imagine? He's a smart man. Yep. So that was when I they then they started sponsoring my battle plans. So people say, "Well, he bought you off." I said, "No, no, no. We had already no. arrived at settlement before he started sponsoring." And that's where I met Carrie Rock. Carrie was. Mm -hmm. I love her to pieces. Love her to pieces. <laughs> love her to pieces. Okay, Bob, you've got the stats, so tell us what are what are like the yeah, top three really... episodes. Yeah. What are okay. the top three episodes? Well, of course, getting um Mike Stanton on. Yeah, I was gonna. That would be my NADA. NADA. That would be the NADA. That would be the most influential. Um, we've had dealer panels, a lot of dealer panels that were 
I think Brian Benstock was a, a big contributor. Yep. We had Brian Benstock and um, uh, Brian. Um, I'm trying to log in. To, I'm Brian trying to log Kramer. in to give exacts because I'm such a data nerd. We had that Brian I'm like, I can't Kramer this. and Brian Benstock on the same audition. We had some. Mm -hmm. Oh, and um, Kristen Dillard was on that same. Yep. Remember that broadcast? Yep, that one's in the top. Benstock, Kramer. Kristen Dillard, and I think, oh, I had uh, Brad Wise from Furman Group. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Brad I used to consult the Furman Group, big group down in, in Tampa, Florida. The one I with Matt Lasko? Them. I consulted and trained them for years. We Another, well, that, that 50th edition with um, April, with Matt Lasko was on that edition. Yep, that was one of the top five. And I have trained it uh, and consulted at Matt Lasko's store. I, I work with Matt Lasko and um, mm -hmm. he's one of the most progressive Ford dealers in the country as far as- nah, He's always really- Yeah, I just right recently thing. talked to his operations director about potentially doing some things with them. So feel free to give him a call, give him a nudge. Oh, he, he is. Oh, hey, listen, I'm, I'm great friends with Matt Lasko. He, he's another yeah. one of these people that will say exactly what's on his mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most the of other, the people we have on are, I think that's what people really like about the show. And I'm sure some people hate our show and that's fine. If you watch us, you're contributing to our success. So thank you. But people like the show because there's such a wide dynamic of people and opinion and such real conversations. I mean, we've many times said, hey, wait, we shouldn't interrupt each other. Hey, wait, we shouldn't get so passionate. But you know what? Those are our most popular shows. We have a habit of talking over each other and we got to stop that because it sounds <laughs> like so much garbled noise when you... Look at the replays. So I'm, gonna I'm gonna translate that. So what everybody is saying is we aren't gonna talk all the fluff and give you a bunch of BS. If you want the real deal, stats, opinions, execution, that's why people watch this show. Every I think there are a lot of broadcasts mm -hmm. out there or publications even that are like, oh, let's feel good about it, or let's definitely make it a sales pitch all the way to the point that there's no actual value. Well, they have an yeah. agenda. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the biggest things that attracted me to, you know, the dog pound was that, you know, it's not sponsored. We, we, we don't have things we can and cannot talk about. I mean, that's, that's one thing that I've always, you know, attempted to do. And I understand the expense of producing content like this at scale and not having sponsors it's it's a very very heavy toll I don't well, think i'm paying that that bill i'm i'm paying that bill i don't uh, something else people realize how how heavy of a toll that is you know but it allows mm -hmm. us to really you know say what we need to say you know for the for the betterment of of this industry it's you know mm -hmm. we, we we don't come on here with agendas and you know and ask you to sign up for our master class you just said something really interesting and i, I i'm going to continue this conversation Nobody here is self-promoting. I mean, there are shows that have a single host that just self-promote. Look at me, hire me. I mean, mm -hmm. everything is self-promoting. And you look at these people's resumes and they haven't got a, a, a real resume. <laughs> you know, they've really, really never done anything except- There is a magical LinkedIn fairy out there somewhere. I swear to Jesus. Like I'll see somebody's LinkedIn. Take us to church, Jennifer. Oh, then oh, I'm sorry. 
So the next, like a month or two later, they got a, something coming out or they're, oh, and all of a sudden now their LinkedIn is thick. When I looked at it before and it was like, woo. Exactly. And, and, and the other thing is they all want to, they all want to use a lot of foul language. I don't, we don't do that on the air. We might use it in our personal lives, but I, I see people on, online right now. F, 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 F. Uh, I'm going to say F. I haven't said F lately. I, I've got to say F, 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 because Gary V says F. I want to be my authentic self. <laughs> F, 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 F. You know? Well, your authentic self being like somebody else. But I'm sorry. I the, fun, the funny thing about that is I have the worst sailor mouth. Everybody knows it. Like, like the F word oh, is my favorite adjective, noun, verb. I am terrible. I make no apologies. Jim Ziegler is the first and only man who's ever got me to watch my mouth. He threatened to kick me off a stage one time and he was like, I am not playing with you. And then somebody else had just gotten kicked off. And I was like, all right, I got this. I've slipped up like once or twice, but I'll tell you what, every other word out of my mouth is the F word when I'm not on this show. F, so, F, 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 F. It's an impressive I'm, I'm be my authentic self. I'm, I'm a real person like Gary V. F, 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 quit it. <laughs> I think it's more the industry. I am definitely a swear. Um, you know, I do believe this is made off of four letter words and three letter acronyms. Um, you know, the entire time. an adjective. The entire time I've spent in this industry, that's how I know everyone talked. But I hear what you're yeah. saying. And there are people out there that definitely do it just for the sake of doing it. It's like a shock factor for them. They want to feel like they're edgy. Yeah. We just it's rather give you edgy ideas. Angus I would rather swear at you, but I respect Jim too much to do that. My good friend I Angus Fox from Wiki, Wiki Motive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Congratulations on Hi, Angus. Thanks, Angus. Angus Fox is brilliant. Thank Angus you, has been Angus. on the show with us before, hasn't he? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Wikipedia, Wikimotive Wikimotiv guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, this broadcast, we'll get as many as 10,000 replays, 20,000 replays once. And But what people don't realize is that when this show is done, I put it on Ziegler On Demand, my personal mm -hmm. um, on-demand website, which is free. I want to show somebody, everybody something for one second here, here it comes. Okay, this is the back screen. The back screen on on my broadcast. Insider secrets. All, all my all, all the videos are here. This is the back screen on Vimeo for Ziegler on Demand. Notice in the bottom left hand corner, everybody sees a hundred. I'm hiding my wrinkles as I lean in. Hang on. A hundred and twenty thousand <laughs> views in the last 30 days. Everybody sees the little ticker in the side above the red dot. You see it, you see it, April? Uh-huh. I have to look a little closer. Right that is a, a, a it's kind of small the way the share screen works, but that is a hundred and that's a rolling 30 days. Every 30 days that it, it keeps rolling. Mm -hmm. So that's, that was from um, March 26th to April 25th. We had 120,000 views of the videos. Now that, that is a view of at least three minutes. Okay. And that's and free that's content, free content, free education, free learning cool. available so to everybody. Isn't that wild? I mean, mm -hmm. 120,000 views. That's not anyone. And if you want to see any of that, there's the, the website. You can see all that. Um, sales manager school, F&I school, um, 
my general manager schools on there. My mm-hmm. uh, there's BDC content from Bob, Bobby, and um, mm-hmm. Elise. Uh, the Jennifer's on there. Uh, a lot of content, a lot of training on Ziegler on demand. F and I school sales manager mm-hmm. school and sales training, including my 19 uh, 2008 sales seminar in front of 300 people. Yeah. And I share that link with, because I don't really, I don't, I mean, I will train a BDC or a sales team if the stores I'm working with ask me to, but that's not really what I do. I train managers and owners. And so when, when I have salespeople approach me while I'm on site, Jim, I'm giving them that link all the time yep. because I, I'm so grateful that you put that together. That's another thing that I remember the day you called me and said, Hey kid, I got this crazy idea. <laughs> and to give that content and that knowledge away at no cost, because so many people are out there charging for mm-hmm. just even a fraction of the type of, of topics that you've got on Ziggler on demand. Well, you've been in my F and I school. I have, I have Bobby, you have. I have. You have, haven't you? Yep. Max is too proud. No, I have. I'm a student of the business. I will learn anything anybody will give me. And when you made that, you had made it available to us much, much earlier in time. But even now, I still go back in and rewatch things and look for specific items. I do it with all the content of everybody else. Guess what else? I now have podcasts on three podcast channels. With my complete F&I school, my complete salesperson school, my complete sales manager school, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple. It cracks me up when people say to me that don't know you, Jim, they'll like have seen you somewhere and they're like, because it happens all the time and they'll be like, you know, he's just kind of like old school, right? And I'm like, are you insane? <laughs> You're insane. The man is the master of reinvention. You got three podcast channels. We're on our hundredth podcast episode conferences that always had new content like it's crazy to me because it cracks me up every time i'm like wow you're not paying attention and that might be why you're having to have this conversation right now like you got to pay attention in this industry in well, any industry one of the things that i love about the training whether you're watching something that jim's done a, a month ago or 10 years ago it's all still relevant and it's it's factual training it's actual things to say yeah. and do it's not the and you all understand what i'm saying by this it's not just the raw raw training there's a lot of raw raw training you're looking for real world real world you know surface training there's a lot of surface training that's happening right now and a lot of people are charging a lot for that surface training but motivational seminars should be separate than training actually training somebody to do something and putting tools in people's tool belts there's not very many people out there that can do that or are doing so to get it to give it away for free there's there's so much relevance there and i you know i think that we should recognize that and appreciate that because thank thank you i mean i didn't didn't want to do an infomercial but hey (laughs) (laughs) you're not trying to charge for it we're just saying hey if you guys are watching Go in, go and view the content. If you have people in your store, you want to view the content. Even if you're a person watching who goes, you know what? I bet I want to agree with him. How do you know if you haven't gone in and watched it yet? If you can't watch this and pull pieces, you're insane. 
You don't all have to agree with everything. Dog are in there. All 100 dog pounds are on this platform. Yeah. because mm -hmm. And because it's not just Jim that's in there and the content on Ziggler out right. of England. It's the, the Jim's content, these episodes, and all the interviews that he's done with people across the industry. Crazy good. Um, don't you don't want to watch a demo? Go watch one of the ones he's done. Just a pro tip. Gatekeepers. <laughs> Fantastic. One of the broadcasts I remember that we did that I really loved was when we had all the dealer association guys on, not one or two, but we had like six of them on. Yeah. I think yeah. Don Hall was on that show. Mm -hmm. Oh, Don, Don Hall is Bob was on that show. Instigators. I really, I really, uh, I really like Don Hall. I, I think like it's Don and Bob both. I just, that was one yeah. of my personal favorite episodes. I learned a lot, but I mm -hmm. also appreciated mm -hmm. that. You know, you get the different perspectives across the country within that lane. And I just, that was one of my favorite episodes, just because we had so many different perspectives from the different states. And that was one of those moments for me that I really realized, wow, your opinion, April, is a lot driven by the fact that you live in this type of state. And, mm -hmm. and I don't have the same challenges that other people have in other states. So yeah, isn't that, is that cool? We have a 20 you know, group, you know basically, like. a true 20 group that meets every week and really goes through things from all across our industry and not a bullcrap one, which I love about our show. Yep. Yep. Uh, do you remember that when we had the uh, Lenny Belavia, the attorney and Jim Ganther on? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Ganther was just commenting on here too. Yeah. I do remember that. Uh, Ganther, Ganther is the foremost compliance attorney in mm -hmm. the country. Great guy. And Len Belavia, my personal attorney, by the way, who helped me with it when I got in with the Federal Trade Commission, uh, Len, Len Belavia represented me uh, with, with the Federal Trade Commission, came after me for allegedly organizing a boycott of True Car, which well, I didn't do, I organize. Well, maybe they shouldn't have organized never, to screw their clients never over. Did, oh. never did that. No, but anyway. I got in so much trouble for my comments about that when it happened. Oh golly! Well, they wrote, they wrote me up in some magazine, uh, some national magazine, and uh, sixty minutes uh, interviewed me. It was it was pretty big. <laughs> yeah, I was a dealer at the time, and so I couldn't get into a lot of trouble. But I was screaming from the mountaintops, <laughs> like this doesn't work. But you know what? That goes to show you, like you can make changes within an industry within products within things like that if you use your voice if you're loud enough social and, media is powerful yeah. i have 150,000 friends and followers on social mm -hmm. media and uh, you know i mean we're talking about linkedin we're talking about uh twitter we're talking mm -hmm. about uh facebook I, I am all over facebook we got a private secret group that really doesn't exist no we don't no, no i don't know what you're talking about i don't know what you're talking about you know <laughs> Wait, what's black and brown and looks great on Max? That's James' question. <laughs> okay. Ganther's on the sidebar. Okay. I don't know. Today what, is my favorite Max t-shirt, though, by the way. Yes, it's a Rottweiler. I, I love it when he wears the adapter die t-shirt after his book, and it's on a day where like, he doesn't want to adapt to what I'm saying. I love that. Right. But listen, oh Wu-Tang is forever, right? This is real. This is real life. I can tell you that Jim has done this broadcast from a doctor's office. Like the one time that we were, one of us was going to take over to do it, 
he still was on it. We've got Max coming in from Spain. If you can't catch one of these shows, I don't know what to tell you. From Spain. Jason's got a whole setup. He just looks like he's in a professional like situation. April steps away from the dealership every week to contribute and do these things. Jennifer's in the middle of moving. She's got Wi-Fi issues going on. Just looking all beautiful. Sometimes put like her office had, together. Yeah, when we had the NADA with Mike Stanton on, I was in the middle of a showroom for that. Like it is amazing to see how everybody just comes and makes it happen. Like if I have a voice, I'm here. And even sometimes I only save one hour's worth of voice to come here to be on the show. I've seen that happen. It's funny. I get invited on podcasts and I have to turn them down because everybody wants to do them on a Tuesday at two o'clock. I don't know if we're just, everybody wants to compete with us or what's going on there. I'm kidding. Kind of. Uh, but I have a regular advisory. I have a board, an executive board I'm on that has a has a podcast. I won't name it so nobody can go check it out while we're doing this. But at the exact same time that I've never been on one time, not one time, because I won't miss the show unless there's a real reason to. And if you notice, like we try to contribute. I do wish that the people who listen and who engage with us would start to send in more information about like what they would like to see a show be about or what their questions and comments are. I really think that that makes and, a huge yeah. difference. And not even just work. live. We <laughs> check later too. So if you're yeah. watching the replay, get in there and put some comments and questions because we're what, always what looking at comments on the replay. But see, mm -hmm. we yeah. have a lot of viewers who are lurkers. Yeah. They, they are afraid that their opinion, to put it public, would be picked up by the manufacturer or whatever. Yeah. So I know. You can share it privately. <laughs> Jim checks his messages religiously. Right, I do yeah. not. Don't private message me. I won't look. I'll Chelsea see it. Will, and I'll Jim never see it. it. Yeah. I consider Jim Farley one of my better friends in the manufacturer side. And, I, you know, but that's the thing. I had to choose between what he was doing to the dealers, in my opinion, what he was doing with the dealers and our personal friendship. And I, and I had to say, Jim, what you're doing is wrong. Yeah. And I, in my opinion, I could be wrong. You know, friends anyway. don't friends don't lie to friends. That's they not how we roll around these parts. Accountability, right. love is accountability. You gotta love the people around you enough to hold them accountable. That's what I learned. Folks, it's please fun. share this broadcast. Uh share yeah. it with your with your, your social network. Uh hit the share button and hit the follow button so that next time we have a broadcast, watch, watch for my news, sign up for my newsletter because I put all the broadcasts in the newsletter and resend it. So this broadcast is going to be cycled until uh, everybody that has a chance sees it. Now, I was reading Chelsea's comments. If they don't do newsletters, they can subscribe to your YouTube channel, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I'm not a newsletter well, girl. I'd like to throw that out there for the uh, rest of us. My YouTube channel is James A. Ziegler. Z-I-E-G-L-E-R, I before E, Z Z J James A. Ziegler. Uh, youtube.com forward slash james a yeah. ziggler um and if you it's well optimized YouTube just put jim ziggler and it'll come right up i promise yeah it'll it'll tell you when the broadcast is i come up a quarter of a million times in google you can find me <laughs> we make sure of it around these parts <laughs> max what is, what is your most favorite episode of all come on max listen i i don't know i just feel that you know the show gets better every time Right. And uh, we have like a stable cast of characters and, uh, you know, like Howard Stern, where people that like Howard Stern listen because they want to know what he's going to say next. And at the same time, people that hate Howard Stern 
listened because they want to know what he says next. Right. So I think this show is like that. You know, you can like it, you can hate it, but you are watching it because you want to know what we're going to say next. And it's not wow. scripted. I mean, I don't know what I'm going to say next. <laughs> How cool is it that we get an opportunity like this, though? You know, like it's so I'm grateful for that. I think it's awesome that you put this together in the beginning and I still continue to think so. I'm grateful that we get a We have a sounding board, a stage to share our thoughts and views and to collaborate and to really network with other people. I've formed some really true friendships through this podcast and through through all the things that we do. And I have like a personal network of a 20 group for every part of a dealership. If I can't, if I don't have the answer, I'm gonna help you find the person who can. Yeah. And it comes from stuff like this. So I'm grateful for that for sure, Jim. And oh, to answer you. Stephen Christianello says, I would like it to be about the blocking and tackling. Mm -hmm. Stephen, go to Ziegler on Demand. All it, yeah, we just did that a few weeks ago. Every, <laughs> every real world example of how to sell a car, how to manage your dealership is on that site. We don't need to do it on this show. It's all on the site. It's free. Yeah. Speaking well, we of which, Stephen, we did have an episode what just a few weeks ago that was about the new normal, yeah. basics, the, the getting back to basics in the dealership. So there's a ton of content there, Stephen. And if there's something, once you go through there, mm -hmm. uh, in particular, because like we just mentioned and April had said, yeah. every part of the country is a little bit different. Bobby and I um, work with clients and I know Jason even has some folks in Canada, right? He got some experience mm -hmm. there. Max, who knows what part of the world he'll be in. I'm US, but Canada and Mexico if, over here. If you go through there, Stephen, and you don't see something in particular to the challenge you're dealing with in your store and your market, come back. Let's talk about it. Yeah, I love that you gave that feedback and I owe you a phone call. I heard you messaged me on Facebook, but uh, write that number down. Don't call me today, call me tomorrow, but write that number down and text me. I do not check private messages on social media, guys. If you message me on there, if Chelsea sees it, you got lucky and she sends me a text, but I don't. Well, we have burned through an hour. Actually. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we burned through a hundred episodes before we noticed. I want to save something to close the show. I you're looking at, at five people in this broadcast and some of the previous uh, panelists. I love you guys. I mean, I genuinely I love you too. Love you and care about you. And, and, you know, you, you are as family to me as any real family I have in blood. I wanted to just say that um, Thank these you. are my people. Everybody wait for you, the audience. Love you too. Thanks for tuning in to the Jim Ziegler podcast with your host, the alpha dog, Jim Ziegler. Don't want to miss out on new content? Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Happy podcasting.